Hello everybody, welcome to Let's Talk. My name is Anika Hyde. It is March 10th, 2021 and I've been striving to get back to you guys and resume where we started this time last year covering coronavirus news. The world has been shaken up and I have to say here at Let's Talk, we were preparing for this sort of pandemic. And it's gone on for a year now, actually, it's the year anniversary today. So welcome me back and let's talk about what's going on here with COVID. Um, I've been away a while. I was actually diagnosed with COVID and fought it and beat it in the month of January. So I'm still on the mend. I'm still recovering. Uh, was a, it was an experience that I think people aren't prepared for. Um, we often hear that it's like a, a flu and, you know, you can get through it and things like that. But that is certainly not the case. Um, I'm having long lasting COVID effects uh, with my breathing, with brain fog and um, other things. But for the most part, I'm back. And once again, my name is Anika Hyde. I'm so glad you tuned in to get your news briefing on coronavirus with Let's Talk. So let's get into talk. Today, the U.S. has seen close to 30 million confirmed coronavirus cases and more than half a million deaths. Uh, now, this is according to the John Hopkins University data, which some say can be a little bit less than actual numbers. Global totals, though, have been more than 117 million and two and a half million deaths. But the bright side, which is what the world has been waiting for for the last year, is that there have been more than 120 million vaccine doses distributed here in the U.S. And 93 million have been administered already. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. These are CDC reports. So we have gone on a journey with CDC and we know what we have to do when we get information from the CDC is wait for more information from the CDC. But for today's news highlights, uh, studies say people with intellectual disabilities are at a higher risk for COVID-19. Now I'll explain. COVID-19 and people with disabilities are seen to have a correlation. They're dying from it. And what vaxxers are arguing is that they should also be prioritized for vaccination. Now, this report is based on large national samples, calling intellectual disabilities the strongest independent risk factor for getting the disease caused by coronavirus. And it's the second strongest for dying from, from it because of your age. So just as if that sounded confusing, older people are said to have died from COVID vaccines and complications of age. The next uh, set of people in line are people with disabilities. And while underlying medical conditions such as heart disease, obesity, and chronic kidney disease are regarded as making people more vulnerable to COVID, Down syndrome is the only intellectual disability included on the CDC list of higher risk conditions. Now in the news, I know you've all been hearing about variants. We talked about this last year on the show, I want to say around May. So now we're seeing these variants emerge and they are wreaking havoc across the around the globe. Uh, Brazilians COVID-19 variant 
made it to the U.S. and it's now in five states. And the CDC warns that it's more infectious and has the potential to reinfect people who have previously beat COVID like myself. So now a COVID-19 variant out of Brazil, which I've told you before, made its way to five U.S. states. And these are, um, this was reported by the Minnesota Department of Health. The strain has an increased contagion. It's much more contagious than the strain we have recently seen. And it's called the P1 variant. It's particularly notable because of its ability to evade both vaccine-induced and natural immunity. So if you've been vaccinated and you come across P1, you're liable to catch COVID again. It is important to remember that when it comes to variants and vaccines, while they may not be able to stop symptomatic infections, what's important is the fact that there's possible serious diseases that come from it, hospitalization and death. Doctors are concerned that this P1 is more contagious than the prevailing strain and has the ability to reinfect. So that's where the cause for alarm is coming from. And um, this variant made it to the States uh, by a Minnesotan who recently traveled to Brazil and when he got back, he was hospitalized for nine days and other people in the household were developed symptoms and were diagnosed with P1. Um, but since then, con contact tracing efforts haven't revealed any infections among people um, who flew with the person or healthcare professionals who had attended to this particular uh, healthcare provider. States where the variant has now appeared is is growing states of are it's growing and then there's florida minnesota alaska maryland and oklahoma where it's been seen it's also spreading rapidly across brazil and has been detected in 24 other countries now for health news the cdc says vaccinated people can visit each other indoors without a mask this is what everybody has been waiting for so much COVID restlessness the agency asks that people wait two weeks after being fully vaccinated before meeting up, and they can do this without a mask, but there are caveats. It must be indoors, the meeting. If you and a friend or you and a family member are both vaccinated, you can have dinner together without wearing masks or social distancing. Uh, and this comes as a report from the CDC at a press briefing on Monday. But it's also important to note, that people who get the final dose of a COVID-19 vaccine should also wait two weeks before meeting indoors with other fully vaccinated people without wearing masks or social distancing. They're saying now that these are low risk gatherings, but they caution, the CDC cautions not to go wild because variants like P1 are looming and even these vaccinations won't stand up to it. Um, and even if you have been vaccinated, they still offer precautions, uh, including advising against travel and recommending wearing masks when in public. So these uh, lunches and dinners and things that you can do once you've been vaccinated are all requested to stay indoors. Now for vaccine news, all Alaskans aged 16 or over are eligible for COVID vaccines. Alaska is the first state to remove eligibility requirements for the vaccine. 
On Tuesday, Alaska announced it was lifting all restrictions on who could get the COVID-19 vaccine in the state. Officials said that the state was expanding eligibility to vaccine uh, for the vaccine to include anyone 16 years or older who lives or works in the state. Just last week, they had expanded the list to include those of 80, age 55 and older, essential workers, and those with pre-existing conditions. I want to thank you guys for this tuning into this short news brief. And I'm stumbling a little bit, but that is an after effect of COVID-19 brain fog. Um, it, it happens. I'm all over the place, but it won't stop me from bringing you the coronavirus news that you need to use to stay safe and keep your family safe and well. Make sure you're doing everything you can do to stay out of the way, to stay safe, and to stay mindful that we are still in the throes of a major pandemic. And although the world is opening up again, just as we saw last year around June, my prediction is that it will soon be closing back down because this virus is no joke. Stay strapped up. Stay hazmatted up. If you have to, keep your hands washed, wear your mask, and meet me back here tomorrow. Let's talk. Thank you.